Welcome to Camp Hike Live, the podcast devoted to helping you learn, enjoy, and explore the great outdoors. Hello there, campers, and welcome back to Camp Hike Live. I am your host, Christopher Hiller, and I am here, as always, with the busy, busy man, Nathan Harrington. How are you doing, Nate? Oh, I am doing fantastic. Very, very busy, but fantastic. We've got a great episode today, and this is something that I think is one of the most crucial things when people are getting getting into whether it be hiking or camping or just enjoying the outdoors. And that is the clothing side of it. And, and you hear layers thrown around a lot. What are layers? How should I layer? Is it the more, the better, you know, all of the ins and outs of layering. That's what we're going to cover today. But before we deep dive right into that subject, Chris, you got anything new going on? What's going on with you? Well, the newest thing going on for me, which is repetitively new is I have my army training coming up here. So uh, Mm -hmm. we're going to record a couple episodes. So we got a couple in the bank as I I leave uh, the comforts of home and technology and go play army and have a lot of fun that direction for a while. That's very cool. Very cool. Uh, yeah, not, not a whole lot going on, on, on my side that, wow, there's so much going on. Sometimes it's hard to just pick out something. I mean, we just got back from uh, this Trail Days hiking festival that we go to every year. Um, so, oh, I cut my I cut my finger with a chainsaw. Wait, hold on. Let me let me back that up. That, that just sounds horrible. Uh, I was sharpening my chainsaw and I just I nicked my finger on one of the teeth sharpening it. I guess I shouldn't lead with I cut my finger with a chainsaw. That makes it sound awful. Nicked your finger would have been safer. But uh, I guess it was on a chainsaw instead of with. That makes it sound like the chainsaw was was running. Okay, I'm I'm rambling here. Let's jump right into today's topic. All right, so when we're talking about layers, uh, and we'll discuss this a little bit, Nate, and you can uh, guide me how the hiking world looks at it as opposed to the camping or the other outdoor world, but I basically think there's about three layers you need to focus on. Okay. Uh, And the three layers in my repertoire or my discussion topic are typically you have your base layer. Uh, which is like your underwear layer, your your things like that. Yep. Your middle layer, which I call like the heating layer or the uh, insulating layer. Insulation, yep, yep, yep. Yep, and then the last category that I put in this bucket of layers is the outer layer, and that's like the windbreak layer or the water prevention layer. What what, right. what do you think? Is that no, that's, like, in the hiking world? Exactly. I mean, you're, you're hitting it exactly the way we tend to think about it as well. And if we start to kind of dive in and – and dissect the layers. I know you started on the outside with the uh, the windbreaker waterproof. Um, and a lot of times that's going to depend on what you're doing. If you're being very physical, you may not want completely waterproof because I think deep down when we're talking about layers, it's controlling moisture because and being able to control moisture, we can help control temperature. And then with the the middle layer, you're talking about the insulation. This is how much of the heat we want to actually, that we're producing, we want to keep in. And then with the base layer, if we do create some moisture, this base layer is the, the layer that we also want to be able to kind of pull that moisture away from our skin. So a wicking layer is really well, or it works really well there. So I'm right on board with you when it comes to these three layers. That's pretty much what we've always went to with hiking as well. What I'd like to point out, and, and it's really hard, especially when you're first getting into it, and this is a discussion I have a lot with I don't want to say new shoppers, but, you know, new to the outdoor shopping where they're there. They're in my store for a purpose and their purpose is to buy some outdoor gear or to buy some stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when you're talking about layers, 
there's so many different terms used and that's what kind of starts to confuse them. Like, for example, even in my introduction, I think I use one or two terms for each <laughs> layer. So there's no standard out there. Right, so like, exactly. for example, with a lot of the shells and I was looking uh, and that's what I meant to say is with the outer layer, a lot of the manufacturers call that the shell layer, Correct. which I think makes sense. Uh, I've never used that term until I started selling the the coats or the outer layers. I always use it as the windbreak layer, or th that's what we use. So what did you call it? Exactly. And then there's there's the shell, and they could have a hard shell. You could have a soft shell. You can, I mean, it, you're right. Well, the terminology is what makes this so confusing because I believe the concept, deep down, the concept is very simple. And for me, it's about controlling moisture and controlling temperature. But like you say, terminology can be really confusing because it's seems like each maybe manufacturer has a different, you know, new term that they want to have is that's kind of catchy. So they're, they're coming up with new things to set them apart. Like this is our hard shell or, you know, so I think that's where it gets a bit confusing, but hopefully we can straighten that away and uh, simplify it for everyone. I think the key when you're thinking about layers and you're buying clothes or you're pulling out of your closet, cause you can use stuff that you've had 20 years ago and that's fine. I think the key is you want to be able to pull it off. The layer pieces, you want to be able to bring it up when you need to get warmer or drier and take it down when you need to be cooler or change your temperature. That I think that's the key. The layering part is more important than the words. Exactly. And it's options. It's giving you options so that you can use the different layering as a way to approach different weather situations. And I also think that starting off, you know, deciding where you're going and what you're doing, the activity itself can help make that first decision on your layering. For example, as easy as going for a walk in the park, you know, you check the weather, you're going to be out for an hour layers are not going to probably be as important. You know, you can wear your denim jeans and a, and a cotton sweatshirt because the application or the thing that you're doing, it, you're not going to be out long enough to really worry about changes in temperatures. And the longer that you're out, the more you're exposed, the more variation in, in the weather, the more options we want. And that's why, like Christopher was saying, the layers are there so that you can peel some off when needed, put some on when needed. And instead of uh, a good example would be instead of having one giant big coat that you wear to keep yourself warm, we're going to put on three layers that have the equivalent of this coat. But being able to pull them off one at a time can allow us to adjust temperature. And that's just one way of thinking about it. I think if you go into it planning on basically you're going to have three layers that serve three different functions, mm -hmm. three different distinct functions. Oh, absolutely. You're, you're going you're gonna to win. I mean, that's the winning. The winning element is, hey, I'm going to have a base layer. Hey, I'm going to have an insulating layer. Hey, I'm going to have a shell layer. And if you go with that in the mindset, and you could have different amounts in each layer, but as if that's your starting point, I think you're going to win. Why don't we start by diving into, say, the base layer? We'll start at the base layer, maybe talk a little bit about what those are and, and give a little examples and uh, help people understand. That sounds like a great idea. Uh, for me, my base layer always tends to be uh, light, and we can get into this whole idea of different kinds. There's a mid base layer, there's a heavy base layer, but I tend to keep it light with a base layer. The function for me, synthetic material, the synthetic material is going to help pull moisture away from your body. Uh, and as well as this is going to be the layer that gives me my first 
layer for warmth. So it tend to be a long layer. So I'll have a long pair of uh, leggings and a long shirt made out of a light synthetic material. That's my base layer. It's my go-to. Yeah, my base layer, the purpose for me is a little different than yours, but but similar is I need to make sure that it wicks off my skin because I tend to get a low level sweat going almost immediately. Mm -hmm. So the goal for me is to get it off my skin. I also tend to go with a synthetic, uh, a polyester. Uh, sometimes there, there's some really nice wool out there that's a synthetic feel, but it's wool. Right. Uh, but it, it helps pull and wick that sweat off my skin. That's where my base layer is. Now, like you were saying, you could you could add to that, but my base layer is typically a real wicking substance to get the water and the sweat away from my body. Yeah, and I, I like that you brought up wool because I say synthetic because of the the, the wicking properties, um, but wool has the same kind of properties with an added benefit. Uh, wool doesn't tend to smell as bad as when you start to wear synthetics. They pull the sweat away from you. They get full of your body sweat and they tend to stink. Wool actually doesn't smell as bad as quickly, so it's a good option. It tends to be a little bit more expensive, but I think if wool that you wear, like some people have a reaction or an irritation to wool and they can't wear it as well. If it's not something that you have a problem with, a wool layer is, is absolutely a good idea as well. So next we'll dive into uh, the middle layer or the insulating layer. And for me, the key here is retaining heat and protects you from the cold. I think this is what everybody thinks of when they think of the outdoor sports because these are the jackets that people wear out when they're not doing outdoor stuff. These are your puffy coats. These are your those style of things. I tend to like something more... I guess not so so smooth, something's not so vinyl. I, I tend to like flannel. I tend to like things on that order. Mm -hmm. That's my preferred insulating layer. How about you? Yeah, I agree. When I go on any kind of a hike where I'm not going in very, very cold temperatures, anything that's going to be above 30 degrees, uh, which some people may say that's really, really cold, but I, I tend to like to be in the, in the outdoors in the wintertime. But if I'm going to be above 30 degrees, a fleece, I have a light fleece, you would be very surprised if you have a wicking base layer and you put a light fleece over top of it, how warm that really is. The dual layering uh, can, can be very, very warm. Uh, if I'm going to be colder than that, a lot of times I'll switch the fleece out for a puffy jacket. And when we're talking about a puffy jacket, it is, uh, it's a down-filled jacket. Oftentimes it's a panel jacket and each panel is filled with, with down. So it tends to look like Marshmallow Man fluffy. And that's where you get the puffy name for a puffy jacket. And you can go two ways with this. You can get a synthetic filled, which does much better when it comes to moisture or an actual natural down filled, duck down. The down filled is going to be more expensive. It's going to pack better and it is going to be warmer. Now there's more on this topic. We can go into puffies a little bit more later because you can get different fill levels of how much downs put into it. We won't get into that, but a down filled jacket is going to be if you're looking to get where you're going to be very cold, that is a great insulating layer. And contrary to what people believe, like Christopher was saying, insulation is all about keeping heat in and the weather out. These things aren't producing any kind of heat. So it's your body heat that we're making and these things are retaining it on the inside. Yeah, the takeaway from the middle layer really is retains heat. So if you remember base layer wicks uh, sweat off your body or does that and then you move to your middle layer your middle layer is your retaining heat layer it's the one you want to make sure yeah so and the one one other thing that i'd like to kind of throw in there is when we're talking about retaining heat uh and this is where i i hit it at the very beginning because i think uh moisture control 
is one of the most important things we can do. If you're looking to add a little bit of versatility to your layering system, not only being able to take your layers off, interchange them, and layer them in different orders, but as well as having a way of venting them. So now with a with a fleece, Oftentimes, it doesn't breathe as well as the the down jackets do to kind of get some of that moisture out. But also, some jackets will come with the the armpits zip open to allow some some ventilation as well. Or being able to zip the front of the jacket down or in the back, there'll be a baffle that can be unzipped. So being able to vent these insulated jackets when you're building up too much heat is also very important to keep our moisture level under control because you can keep the outside moisture out very easily, but it's hard to control that inside moisture, the moisture that we create ourselves. And speaking of that outside moisture, that's a perfect lead into our outer layer or the shell layer. Dun, 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 dun. I'm a professional. I did that on <laughs> Good purpose. job there, Nate. <laughs> not, not true. <laughs> not true <laughs> Good job there, Nate. But the outer la- layer, that's where you basically, and we're going to go a hair off of completely PC. This is where you give the middle finger to Mother Nature. Right. Meaning, this is where if it's raining, you have something that keeps out the water. If it's windy, you have something to keep out the This is where you're actually beating the elements to protect your your body. This is this is the tough layer. This is the shell layer. This is the the one that matters when it comes to actually dealing with the weather that you're either hiking or camping in. Right. And I think that my one caution I want to throw out there is a lot of people want waterproof. And one downside that I have found to uh and I I do have a, a frog tog, I think is the brand, like waterproof suit. This is if I'm going to a sporting event or if I'm going somewhere where it may be raining and I don't want to get wet at all. If I'm doing any kind of activity in this, I, this is not something that I wear because when you're talking waterproof, no water gets in but also no water gets out. And if you're doing any kind of activity, it'll quickly become a very hot and moist environment inside. It's practically going to rain inside of your rain jacket if you're, if you're moving a lot. Yeah, this is the layer where you want to actually take a little thought and make sure that your outer layer doesn't mess with what you've designed for your middle layer. Okay, I'm following. So if your mi- middle layer is you know, retaining heat, well, if your whole goal is to slowly vent heat and slowly let heat out, which Nate talked about a little bit, with your outer layer, you don't want to put something on that doesn't let any heat out at all. Like, And that's a lot of times what he's referring to when you talk about waterproof. They're not breathable. Waterproof is literally keeping the water out, but with it keeping water out, it doesn't let the heat out of your body. It doesn't let things like that either. A lot of times, even the waterproof elements have rubber bands around like your waist and your wrists. And it more, it even further keeps your heat locked into your body. So you just need to be aware that there's several different varieties of that outer layer that serve different purposes. And you want to work all three of your layers together simultaneously. Right. And this is where it can be a little tricky. And this is like Christopher said, this is where you put a little bit of thought into it. I'll give a couple quick examples that I think may help out. Okay. If you're outside and you are, like I was saying before, at a sporting event, you yourself are not moving. So your body is going to be creating some heat, but not a lot. And if it's going to potentially rain, here's your waterproof layer. It's your poncho. It's your, it's your rain jacket. If you're outside, maybe, uh, washing your car where you're not moving a whole lot, but it's, uh, you know, you're potentially trying to keep yourself from getting wet. 
there's another example. But if you're going to do any kind of physical activity, even just going for a walk in the park, if you're traveling somewhere to, you know, maybe go out on a lake and you're going to get in the boat, but you've got to walk a half a mile, you may want to not have something that's going to retain that body heat that's generated by doing physical activities. And oftentimes we're not in rain long enough to need actual waterproof. A lot of your windbreakers, uh, a lot of your, they call them soft shells, uh, a lot of your soft shells have a little bit of a ventilation system, whether the armpits unzip and the the material breathes a little um, as well. So these are really good options. They block a lot of wind and they will be water resistant which will keep a lot of the water out, but it'll keep you from building up the water in the inside. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. I mean, you, you've you laid it out pretty good. Uh, as you were talking here, I kind of started looking at these layers. I was like, can we come up with our own names for these layers? Just because it's fun? <laughs> just because it's <laughs> that fun. That probably could. So here's what I came up with. And let me know what you think. This is truly <laughs> just off the cuff. I okay. Did, just for the record, I have not given Nate any warning of this. I literally just wrote this down. Okay. I, I'm going to change the name of the base layer to the smart layer. You have to use your smarts and you have to think about it and make sure you have the right base layer. Okay, smart layer. Gotcha. I'm following. Smart layer. Then then I move to the middle layer. And I said, this is your money layer. This is where you spend all the money on all the right things. It vents properly. It keeps you warm. This is your money layer. So I have that. Well, and this is the layer that you may have uh, more options. You may have three or four of your money layers, middle layers, uh, depending on where you're going to go. So you may have a little bit more money in that. I got you. I'm following, tracking you. And, and, and then for the last one, for the outer layer, I decided we're going to call this the business layer because this is all about taking care of business. I'm keeping out the wind. I'm keeping out the rain. So we got the smart layer, the money layer, and the business layer. What do you think? I love it. Let's just add more confusion into the world by having our own (laughs) terms. I love it. Uh, Yeah, it's even better with the business layer because it's also the layer that people see. It's the one that you're showing on the outside. I like it. I do too. Maybe we can start a trend in the whole outdoor industry and this is what they'll start calling them. Yep. Uh, What do we got to do? We've got to, uh, we've got to get trademarks. That's what I'm looking for. (laughs) Trademarks on those three terms. Thank you to Christopher from Camp Pike Live. So uh, there's a couple other things that I want to touch base on. I, I've touched base, base layer, business layer, money layer. No, oh, which one good. is it? Smart layer, think layer. You plan that, right? Smart I layer. I can't. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, there's a couple other things because I feel like we've, we've kind of gone over the idea. And with the knowledge that we've kind of brought forth, you should be able to choose what will work for you in, in your particular environment or your particular activity. And then... The great part is, is the way they work together and being able to, uh, you wake up in the morning and it's cool. So you're wearing the, the whole three layer set as you start. This is on, let's say a hiking trip, but quickly you start to warm up. So you'll take off of your, your wind layer and pull your insulation layer off and put it in your pack, put your wind layer back on. So now you've got your base layer and your outer shell, your wind layer, your business layer on, and then And now you've started to warm up a little bit more. Maybe you'll pull that out and just wear your base layer. Because it wicks, it'll pull the moisture away. The wind comes through. The moisture evaporates, cooling you down. And then you put another layer back on. I mean, this is the way that we can use these as temperatures and as your body heat changes to, I mean, that's what we're doing. We're regulating temperatures here. And layers give us that option. If you just had one bulky jacket, And all you could do is take off your jacket. You'd either be cold or hot, cold or hot. This allows us to be a comfortable temperature no matter what Mother Nature throws at us. We have these tools and abilities that we take with us. Today's episode is brought to you by... Come see Kemper Chris. 
He's got all you need A camping guru, outdoor buff Your expert on stuff He's also camping out In social media So come see Camper Chris Okay, <clears throat> I wanted to, to, to summarize what I feel like we've covered in that. But there's a couple other things that I think that people can use as, as tools. And I've got a hot tip. So a hot tip is oftentimes when you're looking at your, your outdoors, you have, from inside, you have this mental thoughts like, oh, it's going to be colder than it is. Or before you start and you're just looking, maybe it's raining out or maybe it's cold outside and you, you hate to go outside and, and get cold. So it's very, very common to overlayer at the beginning. So you put on a lot of layers when you start and when you head out or when you're going places. And very quickly, your body is going to warm up. And oftentimes, we don't take our layers off soon enough. And then you've built up the moisture inside. And now you're going to get cold because you're a little bit wet or sweaty. So my hot tip, and this is what we did on the Appalachian Trail, is you give yourself a half hour. We called it the half hour test, which doesn't sound good at all. We need to come up with a better name. Christopher, you're on the names. You're, you're good at those. All ones. right, I, I put it on my to-do list. I will have that name ready. Okay, half, half hour test just doesn't sound good. But basically, we would dress ourselves with less layers than we needed. And then we would hit the trail or, or get out and do whatever we're doing. And within a half hour, we'll check. If in a half hour, you're still feeling a little cool, you could always put a layer on. And what we've done is we haven't started to sweat yet. You know, you run on the cooler side. If you started off and you had too many on, you'd sweat and you'd already be wet. This allows you to start off. And I would say 90% of the time we did this, we realized that we were plenty warm without that extra layer that we felt like we needed when we first set out. So that was a hot tip of what we did on the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, that was a great tip, Nate. And uh, the fact that you've done it and you've been there, I mean, it's coming straight from the horse's mouth <laughs> or uh, straight from the hiking <laughs> Viking himself. All right. So, and there's another thing for people to think about as well, too. Now, let's, let's, let's skip back to when weather is really cold. And it's oftentimes regulating heat we can regulate by uh, our head. We can take some, I take a hat off. We can start to regulate there as well. But what happens when, when you're out and about and your hands get cold, Chris, what's your options for let's heat up our hands. Uh, and this works along with layers as, as well. Well, uh, you know, obviously your gloves is your first uh, go to. And if you pre-planned for them, if you don't have that, r literally the first thing I do is you put them in your pockets, just like anyone else. It's the first place you go with them. Mm -hmm. uh, if it gets really bad, sometimes you have to stop and maybe even put them in your crotch line, somewhere around your waistline, keep them nice and warm. That's my go-to. Yes. So, and I, and I love that that's exactly where you went to because it feeds right in because we're professionals around here. It feeds right into this neat, this is another kind of hot tip, but uh, what people often do if, they, if they've got their feet or their hands get cold, they believe that they need to layer up and add more to it. So though I've seen people with two pairs of gloves on and a pair of mittens over them. I've seen people with extra layers and layers of socks, but some reason their feet always get cold. Well, the way that our body heats up is by pumping blood and we're pumping blood to these different areas and the warm blood warms up our body. Then we have insulation layers to keep that heat in. Uh, when your torso gets cold, it's a natural response for your body to pull the blood towards your more important side, all your innards and all of the, the organs. And it kind of pulls the blood in and is not pumping the blood outward. And this is why, just like Christopher said, you tend to pull your hands in. They go inside to your warm spots, to your, to your torso, to, to that. That's where it's the warmest part of your body. So here's a neat trick. 
if you add a few layers, this back to the layers, to your torso and warm your, your, your middle section up or keep the heat in better, it'll allow your body to pump the blood out to your extremities. And I've tested it and it does work. If you keep a, a warmer core by layering up, we hiked a lot of times without gloves on because we were warm enough on the inside that our body could pump blood out to our fingers. So it sounds weird, but in order to keep your hands and your feet warm, sometimes you need to put more layers on your body, on your torso. So another little fun tip. I think we've done a pretty good job covering layers here. If nothing else, I think we've created some questions for our listeners. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and go to our Facebook Camp Hike Live Forum. We'll go in there and answer some of your questions. Uh, if you have some, go ahead and put them in there. Other than that, I think we'll leave them with a quote today. That sounds good. Yeah. And that quote is, you think you know me, but I've barely peeled back one layer. Or I'm going to change it. You think you know me, but I've barely peeled back the business layer. Oh, I like it. I like it. I like it. Thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, bye-bye. If you like what you have heard today and you want to hear more from us about camping, hiking, and living the outdoor life, we ask that you subscribe to our podcast, share it with your friends, and help us to keep coming to you. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, you can do that on Facebook. Search Camp Hike Live Forum.